In today's episode, we've recapped the Pirates series, preview the next series against the Reds, and talk about all the recent injuries. Welcome back to the Cubs Zone Podcast. I'm Cubs Zone, joined by Cubs Legion, the man with the crazy lineups. And... This is a, uh, yeah. <laughs> been a bit of an era of I am, for those of you that follow on it. And on Instagram, uh, you may have seen that I posted a lineup this morning that had Eric Sogard catching, I believe, and let's see, what else did it have? There were many people that took a screenshot of the lineup. and uh, Myself included. Yeah. It was, it was the whole thing. I want to um, see us use that lineup someday. Just, yeah, maybe just for I the will. hell of it. Maybe I will. Anyway, um... Wilson Contreras was in left field. Chris Bryant was in right field. Baez was still at shortstop. Ian Happ was at first base. David Bodie was in center field. Ortega was at second base. Patrick Wisdom was at third. Eric Sogard was catching. So that was fantastic. So I had to repost it. and It was a very inter- it was an interesting time. Those ten minutes where I didn't realize that I had Eric Sogard behind the plate. Maybe I'll do it in a big blowout game later in the year. Who knows? Maybe I will. So, the correct lineup ended up being posted, like, right as the game got underway. And, uh, you know, then they won. So maybe I'll do that more often. Incorrectly post the lineup the first time without them. Yeah, maybe it'll become a thing. It'll just work to get us a win every time. Yes. Alright, anyway... Game one of the series against Pittsburgh. The Cubs win 4-3. They do indeed. Um, Jake Arrieta. Yeah. Jake Arrieta kind of gets shook around the first and part of the second inning. Giving yeah, up three runs. Two earned. Mm-hmm. And after that last run he gave up, he watches lights out. Oh, uh, yeah. Seven strikeouts. You were kind of thinking to yourself at the beginning there that you know um, it might be another one of those one of those bad Arietta starts because he's had some of those this year. He had one against Cincinnati where he gave up six runs or something, and then I think the next star he had he gave up like three. So you didn't know he gave up three early, and I mean it wasn't that you didn't think that the Cubs weren't going to come back because it was the Pirates and because they're playing really well right now. So you thought like you know. But they'll find a way to get back into this game. But it was just, you didn't know what you were going to get in the early innings. And then he shut him down the rest of the way. And that was really good. Yep, so Pirates jump out to an early 3 nothing lead. And then we get to the third inning. And Jock Peterson hits a towering fly ball to right field that ends up getting out for a home run. Yes. It's a 3-1 ball game. That's his fourth. Or third, third homer of the year. Yeah, third. Yeah, and he hit his fourth, I think, two innings later. Mm-hmm. Fifth um, inning, two-run shot, ties game, his second home run. Just kind of checked his swing on that second one. Not really sure. Who yeah. That out. It, yeah, the pitch was really low. About mm-hmm. Six inches, maybe, low zone. He just clubbed it out. 
Yeah, I don't. When he hit it, it kind of looked like a line drive to the center fielder, mm-hmm. but got out, got over that wall. In right. Never center. gets the job done. Yep, totally. Um. So Peterson ties up the game, and uh, then the Cubs end up taking the lead in that same inning because I think what yeah. ended up happening, Bryant single or something, doubled I think. And um, then Rizzo, was it Brian or what? I honestly can't remember. It was Baez. Oh yeah, it was Baez. And well, it wasn't it? Doesn't look like Baez. Oh yeah, it was I was Baez. watching crossplay. Yeah, Baez scored. So uh, Rizzo hits a little soft ground ball through the left side. It gets through, drives in the fourth run. Yep, and, and that was all that was... he wrote. It's all, it's all that happened. Yeah. Where Kimbrough um, comes in and gets saved in the ninth. Kind of, it's kind of a weird thing there. I don't know if this is there. Yeah, um, leadoff double in the ninth inning results in nothing for the Pirates. They get him the third, and then that's it. Yeah, first pitch, I thought it was a triple. I don't know. So, was that in the second game? I um, I think I that was, gotta... yeah, that was that was the second game. It was uh, right. Camel. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I had a chance to tie it. Runner on third with two outs, and Gregory Polanco strikes out to end the ball game. Yep, and the Cubs get their uh, second win in a row. They take game one, and. uh Good, good win. In terms of, you know, I was kind of thinking that they would have a emotional letdown after coming off that intense St. Louis series, but uh, they won. Yeah. That was good. So that is game one. Moving on to game two now. This was Trevor. a uh, this was a good game. Indeed. Game two, we got. Trevor Williams on the mound for us. Yes. A really good outing by him. Really good. Yeah, that was uh, that was unexpected to say the least. I kind of thought that um, him going up against his former team and all, I thought he would run into some bad luck. Yeah, we saw it happen the last time. Yeah, yeah, he uh, got bombed last time. So his final line was six innings, three hits, one run, seven strikeouts. Very good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he got a couple hits, too. Yes, he did. So yes, when did. at the point when he got his second hit, the Pirates had one hit combined. So, yeah, so he actually ended up getting more hits than he allowed, I think. At okay, that point. To a T. To a point. Yep. Um, so, Thanks. Williams doing it all, it seems. Kind of challenging Shohei Otani, our best two-way player in the league. Um, <laughs> and Anthony Rizzo. Yes, him. and Anthony Rizzo, who remains at the top. Just above Otani. Um, so, Williams does it all, and 
Um, let's see, we got uh, David Bodie hits a two-run homer. Bryant had a pair of RBIs. Really surprising. Yeah, uh, David Bodie, not exactly the most, not exactly the biggest confidence builder when you hear his name announced. Not the slightest bit. Um, and then the bullpen again. Shutting him down. Uh, Bolton pitched three innings. Yes, they did. Kimbrel came in again. Yeah, I got to save him the ninth. That was when uh, he intentionally balked the batter to third. Because yeah. He's getting bothered. Yeah, he uh, allowed a leadoff double, just like the previous night, and then he intentionally balked with two outs because, you know, they were going to win the game anyway. But he balked and kind of did what Kenley Jansen did against the Cubs a few years ago. Jansen, uh, it was the Cubs against the Dodgers in 19, and Jansen balked, and Elmora, I think it was Elmora, went to third base, and um, he struck out Victor Caratini to win the game, and that's exactly what happened here. Kimbrell just balked, down went to third, Kimbrell secured the win, like two pitches later, I think. That was the first balk of his career. Yeah, so you know it was intentional. Four to one, Cubs won the game. Yeah, uh, this was the uh, Chris, this was the easiest or least stress-induced win of the whole series. Yeah, KB had a few hits, drove in two runs, still producing as good as ever. Yep, still. Uh, up there in the top five or top three in the stats in the National League. So he's making a case to stay. I'll say that much. Yeah. Whether he stays remains to be seen. So the Cubs take the series, taking the first two games. So, well, at least you got that going. Yep. And the third game, we... An interesting lineup. Yes. Uh, Anthony Rizzo was sitting. For his yes. Uh, I believe Rizzo also sat game two. Yeah. They bad back. Um, didn't really seem to affect their performance against the Pirates, at least. I hope he's back for the series uh, coming up against the Reds, because they might need him in that one. But um, he goes through back problems every year. They said it was a bit different this year. Different area of his back was affecting him, but I don't know. I mean, it seems like that's what he does every year. He has back issues, and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so hopefully it's nothing big. Hopefully he comes back soon. He was out again in game three, like you just said. Yeah, so you got Ian Hat batting clean up against the lefty. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Yeah, very unorthodox with all these injuries. Uh, Hap kind of had to move people around a little bit. Yes, Patrick Wisdom is getting his first start this year. Yep, um, and he ended up hitting a home run. Yeah, and a double. It was his first career multi-extra base hit game. Yes. Um, a very good debut this year, to say the least. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing, get on the board early with Chris Bryant. Solo home run, center, towering shot. 
Also, Scott uh, over the wall. Yeah, off of Tyler Anderson, who came into tonight's, or rather today's game, 7 for 16 in his Tyler career. Anderson, Chris yeah, so definitely has Anderson's number. Mm-hmm. So, two innings later, this is where uh, things get really interesting. So, we got a runner on second base, two out. Javier Baez up to bat. He hits a ground ball to the third base. Uh, he yes. throws the first. Throws, it gets him off the bag. He's two steps away from first base. Yeah. He doesn't step. Javier Baez starts running backwards towards home plate. And the first baseman starts chasing him. Baez almost touches home, but the first baseman throws home. And uh, who was it? Contreras. Contreras scores. <laughs> From second. From second base on a ground ball to third. Baez. Right. And that's not the end of it. Yeah, Baez. Baez to go back. Yeah, he's running back to first, catcher throws to the first baseman, who misses the throw. Baez even dove in the first. He still had time to get back up and go to second. And the throw got away from him, too, but there was someone backing it up. So. I honestly have never seen a bigger, like, meltdown. That is the yeah. worst thing ever. I mean, like, I've, there are so I've many never... things... <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed for them. I I honestly feel sorry for the Pittsburgh fans that have to put up with that product on the field. I mean, good God. I wouldn't be surprised to hear if Will Craig is DFA'd soon. I, I mean, Will Craig was a former first-round pick. I don't know if it was if the Pirates picked him or not. It seems like they did, based on his performance today. <laughs> um... But there are so many things to talk about here. First of all, I mean, first of all, the throw wasn't the best, but, you know, that happens all the time, so that's excusable. We'll let Eric Gonzalez off the hook on that one. Totally fun, understandable. But the rule is, now, now, okay, so you have the ball hit to third. Baez is running to first base. Throw takes takes Will Craig off first. Baez stops. The rule is... Contreras is on second. He's coming around because with two outs, um, all the runners on the base paths are always moving. They're always like, you know, just continuously running until the ball is caught or the out is recorded or the runner is safe and it falls in. That's just what you do with two outs. So Contreras is in the process of just kind of lightly jogging like the third base routinely. The rule here is, is that Will Craig can either step on first and he was actually closer to first base than he was yeah, to Baez. He was like two feet away. I know, and he was like four feet away from Baez. So that made the decision doubly stupid, or triply stupid, depending on what you want to say. But if Will Craig had stepped on first base, the run wouldn't have counted, regardless of if Contreras had crossed the plate or not. So instead, Craig gets completely fooled by Baez, who pretends to like get into a pickle even though there is no need for one, because there are two outs. So you just... I mean, if it, like... I've seen this happen before, where a ball is hit to second, and a guy is going to second base, and they just reach out and tag him. 
that's that's easy to do and that's understandable. But if you're the first baseman, just go back and touch the base and that's it. And there's no need to get into a pickle on the first base line with two outs and risk what ha- what ended up happening happened. So Will Craig chases Javi all the way down the first base line to home plate, which is ridiculous. He can still tag him. The catcher is right there. Craig is right there. They have Baez trapped in maybe a five-foot-wide circle. Just tag him, and regardless of if Contreras scores or not, it doesn't matter because there are two outs. So Craig does the worst thing possible. He lobs, doesn't really even throw. He just kind of flicks the ball to the catcher, who catches it and then tries to like tag Contreras, who has all of a sudden just appeared at home plate and scored. And my favorite part of this entire play is the umpire calls him safe, and you can see Javi, who is a live runner, in the background, calls him safe, and takes off in the other direction. And it's the funniest thing. Baez calls him safe, and then, then, like, sprints away. It's so, it's hilarious. And so, so Craig lobs the ball to the catcher. Contreras comes around third and realizes, like, what is happening. So he scores easily, as there's no force at home. There's no one covering first base, which the second baseman, who I think is Frazier or something, I, I don't, Adam Frazier, I think, is the second baseman. It might have been someone else. Um, the second baseman should have been at first because Will Craig stupidly went all the way down the line chasing Javier Baez like a little kid in a Little League game. So someone should have been covering second. So when Baez turns around and starts to run back to first, no one is there. So the catcher picks up the ball and, like, tries to meet the second baseman halfway between, like, because the second baseman is running over to first, and Javi's going to be safe anyway. He tries to, like, meet him halfway by throwing the ball to him while he's moving, and he ends up throwing it behind him, and it goes in a right. Javi dives and is safe. Javi ends up diving into first base, going all the way back, touching first after getting up. Then he goes to second, and the right fielder throws it to the shortstop, and the shortstop misses it. It's the biggest meltdown defensively I have ever seen. I just, that is, oh my gosh. I just, yeah. I, 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 I'm at a loss for words. Even nine hours later, I'm still at a loss. I don't know how you mess up that play. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't oh, think. Oh, man. I don't think we're ever going to see that happen again. No, that is, that, that is never, that's two things. That's never happening again. And that is going to rank in the top five or top three all time for the biggest infield defensive meltdown of all time. It was the right game and the Pirates are terrible, but I mean, even so, I mean, they're on a major league team playing the Cubs. The Cubs. I mean, the Cubs are good. The Cubs are winning. They've beaten you two out of three so far. You have to make that play. You have to step on the bag. You have to have awareness. Oh, my gosh. I can hear every Little League coach out there just saying, step on first, step on first. And, mm, so much to talk about with that one. That was... Oh, I gosh. When it was happening live, I was like, what's going on? Can he do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, I, I, I saw it on my phone because I I went out to lunch today, and while I was waiting for them to give me my food, 
I I pulled up Twitter on my phone and I saw, you know, some caption that said, oh my God, I can't believe what Javier Baez just did. And I saw the video and I thought originally when I saw him running, I thought, oh, he's going to like go around the first baseman somehow, dive safely in the first and a run is going to score. And when I saw him coming all the way back down the first baseline, I just thought like, what is going on? He's going back home. And then, like, all hell broke loose. And just the, the the worst part of this whole play is that the first baseman just has to step on the bag. It doesn't matter. That's the thing that I think people for, are forgetting is that this is a routine play. It, it, you do this every day. Every day. Just step on the bag. I don't, I don't understand, like, why Will Craig was tricked. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Javi can mess with your mind, as proven today. I mean, it's a combination of bias messing with you, but also you just being stupid. Will Craig. I mean, that that's... Oh, boy. Uh, that's inexcusable. I mean, I'm... Mm, mm. That's your last game at first base if I'm the Pirates manager. Last game in the majors. <laughs> yeah, probably. To be honest, is even somebody that's just halfway competent would know to just step on first base. Yeah, I mean, my eight, I, like my, yeah, like I don't know ahead. anybody. Yeah, go ahead. It's just um, it's a basic. It's just something you know about baseball. It's yes, it is. It's so stupid. It's just, I mean, my 10-year-old brother would know to step on that base. <laughs> I don't care what Javi does. Javi is his favorite player, and Harry and my little brother still would have stepped on first. <laughs> it's so funny, and it just sums up Pittsburgh and the Pirates. And Oh, man. Oh, the Pirates. The poor, poor Pirates. So, that was that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that ended up winning the game because later on, Hap singles and Javi from second. Yeah, so all that happened and Javi scores. Yeah, and so they win Hap by bloops two. one, gets in between center fielder and second base. And... Yeah, and they they win by two. They win five to three, and you know they. Uh... <laughs> I mean, that ended up being the difference, that play. Because they basically mm -hmm. got two runs out of the ground out to third. Yeah. Yeah, so weird, weird times. Very. Indeed, very weird times. So the other two runs we got, Patrick Wisdom hit a home run in the next inning. So that was his first as a club. Yeah, that, that was interesting. Yeah, and then ninth. Chris Bryant uh, hits a ground ball to the shortstop, bobbles it, and then throws the first to get Chris out and throw the third to get Wilson out. That's two outs, but not before a run scores. So that makes it 5-3 Cubs going into the ninth. And then Tapera stays into the game and shuts the door. Yes, um, Tapera and... 
Dan Winkler, who ended up loading the bases, Ryan Tapera came in and relieved him in the eighth and uh, with two outs and got out of that bases loaded jam. Yeah, uh, our bullpen, our bullpen continues a streak of not allowing a run. I believe it's over thirty-five innings now. Yeah, somewhere around two weeks. It's insane. Which is like eleven full games, I think. It's insane. I mean, I know I mean, they haven't played the uh, they haven't played the Dodgers or the Braves in that time, but I mean, they played the Cardinals and the Nationals who had Trey Turner and Juan yeah, Soto. Cardinals, Cardinals have bases loaded. No wow. Yeah, all the all those guys. I mean, and the top of the order. Yeah, that's Edmund, that's Goldschmidt. impressive. I mean, I don't really care who you face. That is impressive. Yeah, especially when uh, all this time you've been hearing about how bad the Cubs bullpen is going to be. These guys are no names. Yeah, and I they know. just go and out there and shut everyone up. I, I think we are seeing the pitching lab that they've been talking about and gushing about over the past two or three years or so finally coming to fruition because these guys as opposed to the bullpens that they had in 2018 and 19. You know, they had Ciszek and Morrow and Strope and um, they had Chapman and Davis. And, like, you know, it was a good bullpen, but they had big names. And, you know, it, it cost a lot to get them. And, you know, some of the guys were really expensive in there. And I think with 2020 and, you know, we saw a little bit of it in 2019 with Rowan Wick, but I think in the past two years we're finally seeing the pitching lab bear its fruit because these guys are coming out of absolutely nowhere to pitch effectively. Like, Ryan Tatera was released, I think, and he's an anchor in the bullpen. The only one that people I think have ever heard of is Craig Kimbrough, and he's the closer. So those middle guys that whose job is so important is just oh it's great. Yeah, those not, guys are cheap and effective. Not to mention all the rookies that made their debut this year that have been very good. Tommy Nance, Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I hope Steele gets better soon because he was yeah. electric when he was um two oh three ERA at the moment. And he was he was electric when he was pitching. Thompson hasn't allowed a run yet. I mean, yeah. this guy started his made a start against the Dodgers and hasn't allowed a run yet since. Um, I'd love to see him get a start at some point. I don't know if no, I I don't hope for anyone to be injured at all. But if one of the guys goes down, like let's say Williams has an injury or Zach Davies has an injury, I mean, I would be comfortable with putting in Thompson and just trying it out, letting him go, see how he does. Yeah, he did it against the Dodgers, pitched about three innings, I believe. Didn't give up. That was his debut, I think. Yeah, it was, and uh, I don't think anyone at the time thought he was going to stay up. But But, man, these, these cheap arms are so effective. I mean, yeah. it makes you wonder what else they can do. Yeah, hope this continues. Yep, as we've said. So um, far, it has been great. Yeah, so far, we've had some good luck and also some good pitching. So, I mean, that, you know, that kind of has to continue. 
so Cubs sweep the Pirates, and they yes. have, have now won 10 of the last 13. Yep, and uh, that's pretty good. Um, dating back to the Nationals series, I believe. Let's see, who did they play before that? Was it the Tigers? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of it kind of dates back to that. You know, the Tiger is obviously horrible, but I don't know. I really felt like really well starting right there, or maybe it goes back even farther than. I don't know. When when do you think they really started to play well? Uh, against Dodgers. Yeah. They yeah, just had yeah, a they just yeah. had a little stop. Which those are both ball games they really should have won, but. Uh, yeah, happens. I mean. Both one yeah, one losses. So, I believe in the last 22 games, all of our losses have been by one run. So, it's not like we're getting blown out. No, we're not. I think. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Every loss is by one run. Yeah, um. That, it's also by one more. See that? Yeah, that's a really good statistic to have now. But as you get later into the year, you have to start winning those games. Because I remember in 2018, when they lost the division by one game, I think four of their losses down the stretch, they had like maybe it was six. They had a losing record in one run games. I remember and that was a big talking point for why the Brewers popped them. Um, so you have to start winning those, but I'm not complaining. They're one in six, I think, in one-run games. So, yeah. Um. So I believe our record in May is now sixteen and seven. Yes, it is. Um, top in the top three in the NL. Yeah, I think it's second, just behind San Diego, which yeah, we will be LA. playing in just a few days, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, not, I'm not really looking forward to that, to be honest. Um, that's, I mean, Hopefully I know we can we, pull some out. Yeah, I mean, we played the Dodgers, and that really took everyone on the 25-man roster to beat them. I know we swept them, but I don't know. I mean, those games were marathons, and the team with the last at-bat won the two extra inning games. So, I don't know how I feel about the San Diego series, to be honest. I hope we win. I think we'll win, like, one game. I mean, San Diego's the hottest team in baseball, probably. Yeah. The best, so... Even taking one away from them not getting swept is good. Yeah, um, if we take one, like that would be great. But, you know, based on us, for some reason, doing good against good teams, sucking against bad teams, I wouldn't even be surprised if we took the series or swept it. I don't think that's going to happen. But... No, I don't think that's going to happen either. But if it did, I wouldn't complain at all. Absolutely not. That. Yeah. Um, so in the meantime, we got the Reds tomorrow, but first, who, yeah. who's your MVP for this series? 
few options. Sorry? A few options. Oh, yeah, a few options. Once again, not really a, a concrete MVP. Not exactly. Um, let's see. I'll just pick KB because he drove in. How many he's driving? About five, maybe? Five runs, six. He had two the first game, two the second game. So I guess he had four. Yeah. Sure. He, he hit two home runs. When did, when did he hit the first? Um. Oh, I thought he had two. Maybe no. I think I thought I was thinking of David Bodie. I don't think he had two. I think he just had yeah. the one. Yeah, he had. He had Jock the one. Jock was but, the one that had two. Yeah, but Chris had a really good series anyway. Yeah. Um, so, Chris Bryant is your MVP for the series. Um, I'm going to say for the MVP of the series. Uh, and like you said, a few options here. Um, uh, I'm going to say... Can, I'm going to say uh, Tapera. Because he was really good out of the pen. He, had, he came in, and I think he escaped. He escaped the bases loaded jam today. And I think uh, in game one, he pitched in that game too. And I think he got them out of the situation in that one too. So he was nailed. He got the save in game three, locked it down. Stayed tough um, in the one-run game. Uh, he was very instrumental, I feel, in the sweep. I'll say him. Yeah. Bit of an odd choice, but... Yeah, like you said, no, really, not really a set MVP for this series. Could be a no. All right. So now we move on to the series against the Reds. It starts tomorrow afternoon. Yes, at Wrigley. Yep. Got Adbert on the mound for us, and they have Vladimir Gutierrez. A rookie. He's going to be making his MLB debut against us. Yeah. Um. I hope. I hope we win that game. I don't. He sounds. He just kind of sounds like someone that is that throws really fast. Sounds like a uh, sounds like a flamethrower. Uh, he's um, looking at his thing on looking at his stats for the Myers, and really the only time he's been good is this year, and he's only. Pitched in three games, 17 innings. So. Well, 
Uh, hopefully we line them up. It'd be nice to get a fifth straight win, especially if St. Louis if St. Louis uh, wins tonight. Sounds like they are. I haven't checked yet, but uh, we get to play the Diamondbacks, which isn't too hard to beat. Um. Yeah, uh, the Diamondbacks not good at all. Can't wait until we play them. We always seem to have a very interesting series against them. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, I have Bert Alcalde for this. Vladimir Gutierrez, a rookie, making his career. His first career appearance in the majors. So, what do you think would be a score? Oh, I'm going to say. Hmm, I'll say the Cubs win 4 to 2. 4 to 2. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait till all these guys come back off the injury list. I mean, the injuries just keep piling up. Uh, it's frustrating. Um, let's see. I'll say Cubs win 10 to 3. Oh, all right. That's both. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, I, can, I can see his flight this high up for his first start. Um, all right. Well, hopefully that happens. We should have half. In the lineup, Bryant, I, I don't know about Rizzo. Um, I think Peterson was just resting today. Uh, Contreras, Baez. Or Baez, because he's a lefty on the mound. Oh, yeah, maybe not Peterson. Well, we should we should have uh, the majority of the core of the offense in there. That's good. So it's possible. Um, game two now. We got... Zach Davies or Luis Castillo? Well, Castillo hasn't been fantastic. Not at all. To say the least. But what can you really say about Zach Davies? Nothing good. Except that he's really bipolar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Castillo's actually been. Jeez. Wow. What? I didn't think. Castillo's been this bad. 180 whip. Yeah, uh, he's kind of fallen off. And I don't know why. I think that the Yankees were going to trade for him and sign him to a big deal. Huh, that would have been funny, though. Watching the Yankees swing and miss at another pitcher. Um. Yeah, Castillo, we beat him at, we beat him in Cincinnati last year. If I remember correctly, we beat him and Bauer. That was the game. That was the game where all three Cub outfielders hit two home runs each. Yeah, I do remember that. That was amazing. Schwarber uh, Hayward hat. Yeah, they killed him. It was like ten to two or something. I don't remember. It was bad. I mean, it was good for us, but it was like, you know, no contest by the fifth inning or something. I think but, that's the first time in history that's ever happened as well. Yep, that's the only time. Um, Who other else in the Cubs? So, Castillo's doing bad, but Davies has been bipolar. I don't know. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I think the Cubs will win. 
Reds don't have a great bullpen and might come down to that. So I think the Cubs will win. I think they'll win, uh, like, five to, maybe six to five, something like that. Six to five. Okay. Um. I like that. I'll go with what you said, six five. All right. So we both got them winning the first two. Right, so Cubs take another series. On to game three, we got Jake Arrieta on the hill against the infamous TBD. Ah, uh, yes, TBD. I hear he's in the running for Cy Young. Sorry, I got one. Yeah, uh, I heard, you know, Jacob DeGrom was talking about him the other night. He said he's just too good. Can't catch him. Of course, anyway, of course, yep, just our luck. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, kind of hard to predict the score when we have no idea who's pitching. Um, uh, is it would it be gray? Maybe I really don't know how the Reds' rotation is set up. To my knowledge, they have like six guys that they have like four guys that can pitch regularly and six guys that can fill in and that that's what i know but yeah um who who's starting for us again arietta arietta okay um ah well i i think the Cubs will win this one um, could change. It depends, honestly, on who pitches. Um, I don't think it's going to be anyone super good. If it's Sunny Gray or something, then you know maybe it'll be a loss. But if it was Sunny Gray, I feel like he would be in there, penciled in. Um, I think the Cubs will win this one, uh, seven to three. Seven to three. Mm. Yeah, they sweep them. Sweep the Reds in Chicago. I like that. Yeah. And then, then you go out to San Diego and out west. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, you get we'll get we'll to that next week. Oh, that is not going to be fun. That is just going to be so bad. We're going to have so many, so many Patis and Baez comparisons. So. <laughs> Darvish won't pitch against those So looking at Sonny Gray's stats, he's not doing... He's doing just as bad as Castillo. Maybe a little better, but not by I'm kind of starting... I'm starting to understand why the Reds are... Um, why the Reds have fallen off. I mean, they did start in first place, if I remember correctly. They were like, what, 9-3? and 9-6? and six? And, uh... Plummeted. I've been saying that I've been talking about the last two years. I've been the most overrated team. Yeah, I Over, don't... Yeah, I Probably just, all of the sport. They just... I remember when the Cubs, like back in 16 and 15, the story with the Reds was they have a really good offense. If they could just get some pitching, they'd be really good. And then they got pitching. And then now the offense is dead. And, like, they have good contributors in the lineup, but they're kind of like the Phillies. Like, they have 
all these names. Like, they have Votto, who's still very good. He's not what he was, but he's still very good. They have Suarez and, Ca- and Castellanos. I think and Suarez Ed- is doing pretty bad. Well, I'm, well, that's what I mean. Like, they have these guys, like the Phillies. I mean, they have these this talent on the roster, these guys that have shown that they're good at times. And uh, just, they just don't win. And I just can't figure it out, to be honest. I just, they're just mystifying. Suarez, negative point three war. I was told by many people he was going to be better than Chris Bryant. I know. I need to go back to some of the posts that people had him over Bryant. I actually, before right before the season began, a Cardinal fan said in a, in like one of those group chats, he said he thinks that Carpenter, he thought that Carpenter was going to be better than Chris Bryant and was going to win the MVP award. And I came back uh, to him like last week, and I said, "Hey, how's that MVP campaign going for uh, Matt Carpenter?" And <laughs> he said, "Yeah, he'll heat up. I will be out of the division." And I got a good. I have a feeling I know who you're talking about. Yeah, uh, he'll remain nameless because this is a public platform. This podcast, but yeah, he's infamous. Anyway, um, so we have we each have the Reds, or we each have the Cubs sweeping the Reds and uh, winning what would be their seventh straight before heading yeah, out gotta, west. Gotta get my score for this one. Yeah, what do you think? Cubs win five four. All right, I'll take it. So we, to I predicted like, the sweep. Last week, you had us taking two out of three. And I'm going to predict this week this week, so this trend continues and they just have to pick us win every single game. <laughs> yeah, maybe we will. But, um, I don't know. It just really feels like they come to the park and they have a chance. Like, every day, I think they have a chance. It's, you know, obviously they haven't been playing super good teams, but it's felt like since that Dodgers series where they had the two unbelievable wins at Wrigley, and swept the Dodgers, the defending world champions, and, you know, it's just, it's felt like ever since then, they've been, they've just, like, found this new energy, and they, and they believe in themselves, and it feels like they have a chance every time that they play, no matter who they're playing, no matter how long the game goes, it feels like they have a chance, and that's yeah. really all you can ask. Is that like we said, every loss this month has been by one run, so you're right, very right. Yeah, so, I mean, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll get into this next episode, but we'll see what happens when we go out. Because we have a really tough stretch coming up with the Padres and Giants and Padres again and Dodgers and Mets in there. So Wondering if we're going to have to face our old friend. We won't have to face him in the first series. Really? Yes, I think we'll just miss him. So I think, because we have that three-game series against the Padres uh, in San Diego, and then I think uh, we just um, go down to Oracle and play there for four games. So I think that we will miss Darvish 
Because if we're there for four games, it's unlikely that we're going to come back in time for him to start against us. Uh, he's gonna, <laughs> yeah, we we play them right after the Giant series. So, yeah, um, it's one series in between oh, six games no, against San Diego. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Padres come up here for against us at Wrigley. Then we go to San Francisco. Then we go down to San Diego. So we we face the Padres in like a seven days, uh, like a ten day span, six times and. That's it for the year for the Padres, so we'll get them out of the way. Then we come back to Wrigley for a three against the Cardinals, then go to Shea, not Shea, good lord, <laughs> City Field um, against the Mets. So we will finish, I think we'll wrap up with the Padres and the Mets. And then we'll be playing um, Cleveland again to finish up that series after a series against Miami. And oh, after yeah. Cleveland, we have to play four. This has to stop. Yeah. It has to stop. I've said this last time. Please make it stop. Um, so, yeah, and then we'll wrap up with the Dodgers. So, we will wrap up all of our games against pretty much the top teams in the National League. Pretty much. Not all of them. We're done with the Braves. We'll be done with the Dodgers, Padres. We might face the Giants again. Um, we'll be done with the Mets. We will be done with the... Indians, who are okay. I don't see us playing uh, Giants. Oh, wait, yeah, we, we play them in September. Yeah, so we will, uh, we're, we're getting a lot of our hard opponents out of the way, um, as opposed to years past, uh, we've uh, had these after, guys. After this month, I think the hardest opponent we're going to have is Philadelphia. Or yeah. the White Sox, actually, but that happens every year. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, it's going right. to be it's <laughs> Cubs White Sox in screen this year it's going to be something else I just I'm not ready for it I don't it's not that like I'm afraid of the White Sox they're a good team and I said this last episode too and I say it all the time the White Sox are a good team I'm not going to pretend that they aren't they are good they have good they have a tremendous offense they got some great young arms in the rotation and electric bullpen, and I think that they can be good for years. But, I don't like facing the White Sox, because every time we face them, I don't care as much as the White Sox fans do. So, like, Cubs-Cardinals, yeah. <laughs> that's a real rivalry. Like, that's back and forth, and we're in the same division, competing for the NL Central title. Like, that I care about. I don't care about facing my crosstown rivals, like, what seven times in a year? Four, four, Six. seven times. I don't care. We happen to play in the same city, but that's it. And it's so annoying. The fans, the White Sox fans, are so annoying because they come along every time we lose a game to them. It makes it seem like we have lost Game Seven of the World Series in like twelve innings to them on a walk off. I just, facts. Ah, yeah. I just. I. I don't. I. I can't stress this enough. Like, to any White Sox fans out there listening, I don't really care, guys. I just, I know that you want me to because you, you spam my messages and comment section and make all these memes about the Cubs. I know that you want me to, but I just, I don't. So, I don't. I just don't care. 
Yeah, I believe we talked about it in the last episode. You know, these guys pretend that it's a real rival, man. Yeah, it's just yeah. That's that's why I don't like playing them. Their their fans are just annoying. Mm-hmm. Like when when we beat them, you know, I have fun with it, and then I don't know, I move on. I don't bring it up the rest of the year. But you like in December. These guys were still bringing up last year, like, oh, Jose Abreu hit three home runs. Like, okay, cool. Like, we it's beat you Mickey on the Mouse final MVP Like, we beat you on the final day of the regular season to win the division. If you want to talk about anything, then, I mean, talk about that. Like, yeah, we don't, we don't, I don't always spring up. We don't always spring up. Uh, I think gave up a grand slam to a struggling Chris Bryant in 2020. No, I mean, there are so many, like, they act as if the, they act as if the, like, they, 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 I don't understand it. I mean, they act as though they're, they've had, they've had it over the Cubs for years, when in reality, it's been the complete opposite. I mean, the Cubs have, I mean, both teams have been about the same, but, um. Took them a decade to be better than us. Yeah, it's just both teams have been losers. Both teams have been winners, you know, here and there. Every once in a while, the White Sox. But only one has been cheaters. Yeah, I just. Oh, I'm probably talking too much. I don't mean to, like, drown you out here, but it's just both teams' history. Oh, they they get on my nerves, too. Yeah, I mean. The fact that all these people are just coming to your page and talk all this. (laughs) <laughs> like the people that don't even follow you, the Cardinals fans do the same thing. Like they're on the same level of being annoying. Exactly, exactly. It's just like you know when the Cardinal fans come along, that I understand. You know, I don't like you. You don't like me. You know, let's fight. Let's talk trash. That's fun because it's a rivalry. But guys, White Sox fans, you have to understand that neither team in this so-called rivalry that you guys love to hype up every year really cares about one another, and they really don't affect each other either. And not it's not like the Yankees and the Mets, where the Yankees have owned New York for the better part of the last 90 years, and the Mets have, you know, been scraping and clawing to get their, their fair share. It's not like that at all. Both teams have really actually sucked for most of the entire history of the thing. So, I don't know. I don't understand it at all. But that's just, that's my tangent for the White Sox fans out there. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So, oh. yeah. So now we'll move on to our news segment, which is filled with injuries again. Yes, even more injuries. This is becoming uncomfortable. <laughs> Turning into a triple A team. Yeah, so, <laughs> so Matt Duffy, sort of Matt Duffy got placed on the IL. Yeah, um, he was so already kind of hurt. Yeah, he wasn't playing for a few days. So he just finally decided to put him on the IL. So he's on the 10 day IL now. And in his slot, we brought up Patrick Wisdom and DFA Jason Adam. Yeah, um,. Good moves all around. I never really liked Jason Jason Adams, to be honest. Oh, he's always my least favorite. 
Yeah, him and Winkler was... were. That's so funny though, because Winkler. Is... I know. Going into the year, I think I said this last episode. Winkler was like my least favorite. Yeah. Was... Um, heart attack. Gives me heart uh, attack. Heart attack today too. Yeah. Basically. Oh, the baby. Got bailed out by Tapero. Anywho, next move got uh, Horner got injured. Second, first, second, first, second. I don't know. Whichever one it was, he hurt his hamstring. Yeah, um, really tough blow here. Because he's been one of the top offensive performers. He and Matt Duffy have just been such great guys. And such, just really a breath of fresh air to the offense um, when it comes to their success over the last like few weeks or so. Um, just their ability to make contact and to, you know, hit the line drives and set the table for the power guys and keep the line moving has just, really been awesome. Just imagine so, if we had the corner on the roster at the beginning of the year instead of manipulating time service stuff. Instead of David Bodie playing second every day. Yeah, we'd probably be leading first by a few games. Yeah, probably. Um, I guess we'll never know, but um or it's defense see. or offense, he brings it all to the table. Yes, he definitely does. Elite so, defense. Something yes. I wasn't really I didn't really know that about him when he came up. I knew that he hit. I didn't either, to be honest. I, I didn't know that he played this defense the way that he does. Um, but hopefully he comes back soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really want Duffy and Marisnik back in the lineup as soon as possible because those guys yeah, really look Marisnik has been out for 15 days now. Yeah, um... He should. He should be nearing his uh his recovery he soon. If all is going well. So Horner placed on the Horner placed on ten day IL. No timetable for his return. Just hoping to receive good news. Yeah, I just I don't know. I saw one tweet that said he could be out four to six weeks. It was from oh. an unverified source, but. I don't know. I mean, the Cubs described it as mild to moderate, so I'm assuming that means two weeks, two or three. I don't. I don't really know much about hamstring strains. Um, I just hope it. Yeah, doesn't we aren't doctors him. here. We're just baseball fans. Yeah. Um, uh, guys, I'm telling you. I mean, let's see. I need a pencil. I need like wood. I'm gonna knock on it. All right, so this wood, this wood, right here. Okay, I can't find wood. All right, hold on. I gotta like knock on some wood to make that statement about injuries. Um, so the good news is that Bryant and Baez Rizzo, you know, they haven't uh, sustained any serious injuries to this point. So that's good. Uh, hopefully that continues. Because without those guys, especially without Brian, I don't think we'd be in a great spot. No, definitely not. Uh, as you said earlier, this fight's in top five here in the league. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Just gotta weather the storm, I guess. All of these hamstring injuries. So, in place of Horner, we brought up Rafael Ortega. Yes, former so Brave. His, his highlight is hitting a walk-off Grand Slam spring training. Yes, and uh, getting a real Grand Slam against the Dodgers in 2019. With the Braves. So, another... So, also today, we... Activated Shelby Miller off the injured list and oh. instantly DFA him. <laughs> so, welcome back. So... Yeah. Welcome back. You're fired. Yes, sir. I mean, that would be like, that would kind of be like you calling in, like you going to work one day and saying, like, I'm sick. And then they're like, oh, okay, just stay home. So you stay home, you know, because you're sick. You come back, like, maybe ten days later. I don't know. That's too much. You come back, like, three days later. Ten days in terms of Shelby Miller time, but let's say, like, five five days later. You know, you're really sick. You're out of it. You come back. You're like, hey, I'm healthy. And they're like, great. Welcome back. Oh, by the way, we actually filled your position and you're gone. Like, that... I... <laughs> that's just kind of funny, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, good death for him, but... No, he's not going to be on the Major League roster. Unless no, more injuries be. occur in the bullpen. I mean, to think that we almost traded Baez for Miller back in 2014. Yeah, straight up. Straight up. I mean, that would have been... Can you imagine? Yeah, that wouldn't have been good. Um, so I think that is it for news. We already mentioned Rizzo was out the past two games with some back difficulty. He goes through it every year. They said he was struggling with a bit of a different part of his back this year. So might be out two more games or something. Um, but I don't know. I think he'll be back. Um, unless we get another development, but... He's not on the injured list. Doesn't seem to be that serious. So, yeah, just gotta wait it out again. So, yeah. So, um, I believe that wraps this episode up. Unless you got something else. I believe it does. All right. Cubs win four in a row, improved to 27 and 22 on the year, tied for first in the NL Central at this moment. Yep. Uh, maybe depends. Unless they win tonight, then we'll be a half game back, but not scared at all. No, that's not that big of a deficit. So that will wrap this up. Go follow our profiles on Instagram. Cubs win and Cubs Legion. Maybe we'll see you here in just a few more days. <laughs>